Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye. Hai Rasool-e-Mukarram, ye farma gaye. Hai Rasool-e-Mukarram. Ye shadi hai beshak, mohabbat ka zina. Ye shadi hai beshak, mohabbat ka zina. Baharon ki amad, sabaka tarannum. Baharon ki amad, sabaka tarannum. Nikaq de masno, dukhe dil ka marham. Ye farma gaye. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Respected listeners of Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah We welcome you to our, our Bliss of Marriage program And the date today is the 19th of Rajab 1445 The 19th of Rajab 1445 Remember the dua of Rajab which you should be making Allahumma barik lana fi rajaba wa sha'bana wa ballighna Ramadan. So this is the dua that we should be reciting. The vision is on Ramadan. And for now, with regards to our marriages, you could send in your queries. The number is 084-786-3132. If in a foreign country, the number is plus 27. That's the code, plus 27-84-786-3132. So any query you have, you can send it through. Remember to keep it simple and to the point. Let's welcome our Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Saab, Tamad Barakatuhu. Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuhu. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuhu. Barakallahu feekum Zaid Khan. Jazakallahu khairan. Mufti Sahib, we have the question still of yesterday that uh, a person says, does it mean if our daughter is married, she must be, she must disrespect us and be abrupt and rude all the time. She's still staying with us and will go after Ramadan to her in-laws, to her in-laws home. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Remember regarding parents that their hukuk and rights remain upon us when we are minors, when we are majors, that is when we are balig and mature, and their rights remain upon us even after death and after they have passed on their demise. So remember if a daughter or a son for that matter gets married and after that they show disrespect, so remember in a case like that, then what happens is that they are, you must remember, inviting the wrath and the anger of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. And remember the hadith is mentioned in Bayhaqi and in Mishka Sharif. These are the consequences. 
Kullu zambin, every sin. It is the prerogative of Almighty Allah. If Almighty Allah wants, He forgives them, or Almighty Allah wants, He punishes them. Illa al walidain, except for rebelliousness, disobedience to one's parents. Fa inna Allah yuajil uqubatahu li sahibi fil hayati qabla mautihi. Almighty Allah will punish that son, daughter, grandchildren, even in this worldly life, before death overtakes them. In my own family, in my own friends, I've seen people who were very disrespectful, disobedient to their parents, and remember treated them badly. They never ever made a success. They opened four or five shops, every one, a khasara, loss, and great loss to that person. And remember that then everybody would tell him, this is the wabal, the calamity of you, how you who treat your parents, and so forth and so on. Secondly, the Quran Sharif teaches us, that go read the Quran Sharif, verses chapter 17, verses 22, 23, 24, and go see. That Quran Karim states, Treat your parents with love, with respect, with, you understand, kindness. And don't think with your degrees, and now with your cell phones, and your laptops, and all that, you're flying around. See the beauty Allah is teaching us. Wakfid lahuma Take your wings, remember, of humility, and lower it in front of your parents. And what must you say? Wakfid lahuma janahadzulli min rahma. And then, though you must say in rahma, you must show them mercy. And walatan haruhuma. And don't shout and scream at them or use your words, speak abruptly to them. Wakul lahuma kaulan karima. And speak to them, remember, in a respectful manner. Even if they're wrong, so speak to them in a polite, courteous, kind manner. And always make the dua, Rabbirham huma kama rabbayani sahira, that Ya Allah have mercy on my parents, as they nurtured me, trained me, coached me when I was very, very young, when I was a baby. Yesterday I went to visit a baby. So remember that. Now me, I don't know too much about this. So I was with somebody, so I asked how many kilos is a baby. They said three kilos. So the other brother said, that means the baby is mashallah. So I asked him, then I asked him, what's the normal weight? So he said 2.5, 2. 2.6, 2. It goes over three, and that then means a nice, healthy, very healthy baby, and so forth. So I said, see, every day we learn something, you understand? So now, how much care the parents take, you understand? Every cry, everything. And then we were reading something, the baby started smiling. How much joy it brought to the father, you know, said, see, the baby is smiling, and so forth. Baby is just now three, four days old, you must remember that. So that that is what happens. But now what happens to us? That we forget all the ihsan, all the favors, everything our parents did, and we say they're all old-fashioned men. Now we are new South Africans or new this and that. So whichever country we are living in. So you must remember, Quran says, that when they are living by you, both of them or one of them, and they're gone old now, don't even tell them of a word that will harm and hurt their feelings anymore.
emotions. And do not shout and scream at them. And read chapter 17, verses 23-24. And there all my Allah is speaking about it. So you... You're married now, and after Ramadan or before Ramadan, you'll be going by your hubby. You must go today, immediately. And Wednesday after Zohar, your du'as are accepted. So go to your parents and ask them for forgiveness and say, forgive me, it's my foolishness, this. Mm. And remember that, that I'm an idiot and a fool to do all these type of things here. Yeah. And for, always forgive me, please, my beloved parents, and make du'a for me. Otherwise, your marriage, everything will end up in disaster. You must remember that. And, you know, write the down also it will help you always in life Imam Abu Hanifa Rahimahullah used to wear a ring what a great giant Imam he was Al-Imam Shafi'i Rahimahullah never met him because the day Imam Abu Hanifa was born so you must remember that's the day Imam Shafi'i the, the day Imam uh, this thing Imam Abu Imam Hanifa passed away so you must remember the day Imam Abu Hanifa passed away that's the day Imam Shafi'i was born in 150 so you must remember that so if you want reference of that the Muqaddama introduction of Hidayah has got it also so remember the day Imam Abu Hanifa passed away Imam Shafi was born so what happens is this that Imam Shafi never met him is obvious but he was so impressed he said Anasu iyalun the people are children of Imam Abu Hanifa in fiqh because he studied by Imam Muhammad bin Hassan Shaybani the student of Imam Abu Hanifa so if he was so impressed by the student and what about the teacher so anyway Imam Abu Hanifa used to wear a ring on that ring was engraved the size of the tongue is small but the crime it commits is big remember that the size of the tongue is small but the crime it commits is big but parents Allah Ta'ala gave them such a magnanimous heart a pure love it is unconditional love Story time. I went to London alone. I went to New York, Dubai, Pakistan, India alone. Example, I go with my wife normally. So anyway, I went alone. Then when I returned, Walida Muhtarama, honorable mother was there. And Bibi Begum Sahiba was there. Begum in Pakistan when we went 74, 50 years ago, I heard this word, the Begum, you understand? So Begum Sahiba was there. So the wife is there, the mother is there. So Bivi Nekaha, so wife said, understand what you brought for me. You went here, there. So she's expecting presents, gifts, all that. Walida Muhtaramane Farmaya, that the Honorable Mother said, Beta Khana Kaya, did you eat? See, that is Bivi, wife. Husband, wife, both got matlab and hidden agenda, ulterior motive. But mother, her love is a pure, pure love, unconditional love. So therefore, you daughter, sister, you must go and ask both your parents for forgiveness. Otherwise, it's curtains for you. You have invited disaster and calamity upon calamity upon you and your life. Remember that. Mufti Sahib, a listener says regarding Mufti Sahib's previous statement, that your words are so true regarding those alimas 
who complete Bukhari, and then they feel that they own the world. I've, I've come across two alimas in a short span of time who are extremely disrespectful towards their husbands and mother-in-laws. What have they learned in Bukhari? May Allah guide us all. Yes, we don't say all. We can't make general statements and paint everybody with the same brush. Here there are three issues. Issue number one is this. To call yourself an alim and have the books they don't do, first of all. I mean, don't let us fool ourselves now, you know. Man qala ana alimun jahilun. Who says I'm an alim and I'm alim is actually in reality a jahil, an ignorant person, male or female. Second one is this. If you look at the girls' madrasas, whether in Pakistan or whether in Arab countries or whether in South Africa, I ask you three questions. Do you do usulul fiqh? What do you know of usulul fiqh? They, they don't even do, do the basic work. You must remember usulul fiqh and all these type of things. Fiqh also what they do. You must remember that they do three, four kitabs and so forth. So how you can be an alim when you don't even do Hanshafi work or Maliki? They never even heard one of the books of the Malikis or Hanbalis and so forth. So you must remember that. And third, the Hadith Kitab they do, they just fly past through it and so forth. So therefore, to call you alim and alima, me, I'm dead against all this. I, Hazrat bin Nuri, rahimahullah, let me give you a story which very few of you all know. Mawa Qasim Sema Rahimullah started the first Darulum here in South Africa in 1973. It was May. So you must remember the month of May when the inauguration, the opening took place and all that. Anyway, cut long story short, you must remember in 83 we had our first batch of ulama. Seven ulama graduated. I was one of the teachers with Allah's help, so I know. And remember the teachers, many of them passed away. Mawa passed away. Mawa Mumtazul Haq passed away. Like that. And you must remember Allah Ta'ala grant them Jannatul Firdaus. From Amin. the seven, four of them passed away. Mona Ismail Ali passed away. Mona Yunus Rahuda passed away. Mona, you must remember this uh, Ismail Saliji passed away. And you must remember Mona Zim Hunter passed away. Rahimamullah Allah grant them all Jannatul Firdaus. So see, that is the so we were fortunate that we taught them, Ma Sema taught, Ma Mansurul Haq taught, Ma Yunus Osman taught, and I taught, and Ma Mumtaz and Ma Sema had passed away, as I told you. So this was. So he went to his teacher, Hazrat Allama Yusuf bin Nuri, Ma Sema. Ma Hazrat bin Nuri told Ma Qasim Sema, in kum mishtaq, mishkat sharif tak parao, teach them tal mishkat, and go, do jakar kam kare, rijal peida karo. That was his exact words. I'm quoting Hazrat Allama Yusuf bin Nuri vabatam, rijal peida karo, kiamat bohat karib hai. This is in the 70s, early 70s. Okay, hmm. just teach them tal mishkat, and that is sufficient for you. So now when that is what Hazrat bin Nuri said for the men and the males, so what about the females and all these kind of things? So remember, then this knowledge brings about a lot of kibar also. It brings about a lot of pride also. Therefore, when Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam, Allah forbid you don't go misconstrue my statement and that. So Ambiya, this Ambiya and Masum, remember Nabi Musa alayhi salam. But the Ustad is teaching a lesson that you, you must not ask me questions, you understand, unless I give you permission and all that. And you must make sabr and so forth and so on. 
So these are adab etiquettes we must learn and so forth. So now we learn 10, 20 ahadith. We start thinking we shekhul ahadith. Yes, shekhul ahadith. We learn 20, 50 masail. We start thinking we faqih and a big mufti and all this type of thing. It don't work like that. You must remember that. So that is why you find so many of the marriages break and so forth and so on and so on. So we have to teach them that that this road of knowledge is minal mahdi ilallahdi from the tomb, from the cradle to the grave, from the womb to the tomb. So it is as bahrun la sahilalahu. It's an ocean that does not end. You must remember this type of things here. So that is what we have to learn. And see today Wednesday. Inshallah we're going there after Asr. For what we go? Just to sit in the company. I met uh, on, on, on Sunday. One Maulana came with us, you'll understand, and he was there in Zakaria. He told me, you're going lands. I said, yeah, I said, please. I said, yeah, jump in. So on the way, he's telling me, you know, you're very, very, very fortunate. He's telling me that you spend so much time with Hazrat Mufti Sahib, you know. So this uh, is Allah's fuzzle. And then Hazrat gave me kitab, he gave me that, give me that. You know? So how much we must thank Allah Jalla Wala that our Ustads they got so much time so much Mahabbat Shafqat so we also money mom must show loyalty at least you know that's what I can't understand today we got to know Hazrat Mohana Ismail Katrada he thought he's over 50 years Abul Hufaz all his children grandchildren over hmm. great grandchildren they over 40 Hafiz in that family his wife, you understand, Appa, Hafiz Salih's mother, Umme Salih, let's just call her, just by listening to all the children, she became Hafizah. Uh, so you must remember that. So when I was there last time, so they were telling me, Ummi is here, and she's too modest, she won't tell you, but she's Hafizah now. She's here, hey, and night, she's listening, listening, she be. They read, she take out a mistake. Uh, so subhanallah, like that. So what a Mubarak family. His father also was a Hafiz. I met him also, Hafiz Ibrahim. So what I'm saying is this. He used to tell me, he say, Ajkal ye zamana hai. His Urdu was polished Urdu, you know. Mm. He spent how many years there by Hazraji in Jalalabad and that. So, Rahimamullah to all of them. He used to tell me, ye zamana hai. Ke agar hamare talib ilam, hamare saamne aay or salam kare, to unka bohut bada ehsaan hai hamare upar. Mm. So it did us a big, big favor. What is trying to say? That 80% they don't want to see their teacher because the clothes they're wearing or the beard is half missing or they got no topi on or they're busy with somebody and so you know, that Like that it is. So imagine this type of things there. So you must remember this, that if you want to go far in life, then this. So take that out. I'm this. Say I'm Mu'allima. I'm Appa. But we don't like these titles. You don't see our Maulvis now. They're the Maulana. But when they're going to lecture, they no more like the term Maulana. Now they want to be Sheikh. Just now they left the title Sheikh Islam. You must remember this. Mufatiyas, if you ask me. You understand? So that is the big problem we are facing. It's all sign of our kibber and pride and arrogance. If this type of person says my husband hates, envies, and gossips about me because he feels I'm wealthy and I should support him while he's while he's playing golf and doesn't want to work. 
So you must remember the first hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Mishkat Sharif, and you must remember Riyadu Salihin, all three different authors, all three giants in Islamic field. So Imam Bukhari, Rahimamullah, Allama Nawawi, Rahimamullah, Allama Khatib Tabrizi, Rahimamullah. So we must be very clear on this. So when he married you, he wasn't marrying you, he was marrying your wealth, remember that. Therefore his intention was, you so wealthy, I must enjoy life now, so let me go play golf, let me take your car and all that. You got a nice Mercedes, then we got a BM, then you got a Jeep and what and what and what. So I'll test it out and show the people. But it's Mufat, yeah, he's not, <laughs> it's not his, it's his wife's. So people like that, you must remember the parasites. You must tell him you're not spending a cent on him and you're not spending a cent on the house or children, but you're making a note. And all this expenditure that you are spending, which is or the onus is on him, the responsibility is on him, is not lillah, fillah, you're just spending it out of the goodness of your heart, is a loan to him. So you, he has to pay it back to you. So if he passes away before you... So remember, if he owes you 100,000, 1 million, so all that must come first to you after the burial expenses. So all that, you must write it down and you must show him and show your children and everybody. So they should know that what the ungrateful, unthankful father and, and husband he is and so forth. No, 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 I'll just use your money and all that and then I'll go play golf in there. So they do not shukri him. So it's ungrateful, unthankful, haram to do that. Muftisab, the next question is, a, there are two masjids in my area. When one adhan finishes, then the other adhan starts. Do I have to wait for the second adhan to finish before I commence my namaz? Remember, you only got two masjids here in Lens. We got 50 masjids, 5-0. And Ramadan time, the muazins, the decibels, you know decibels. That is the sound quality and that. I think they push it up a little bit. Majority of the masjids. So now you see, like nowadays is around 418, say 420 plus minus in two, three days. And then by Ramadan time, it will come to around quarter to five, five o'clock, for example. Then you must see how they tune up the adhan. Me, I wonder, you know, in my 23 years here with Allah's help, so that I don't hear non-Muslims complaining. But the Muazzins, they got that thing, I think, on full blast. You understood? And imagine 50 azans, and it's going like one time almost, one minute here, five minutes there, ten minutes there, fifteen, and it just goes on and on and on like that. So you must remember that you don't have to wait for any azan to finish. You know, and that your salat time, fajr time has started already, so then you go and perform your fajr salat, that's for the ladies, and but you must be sure the time has entered. If you want to wait for the adhan to end, so just wait for the first adhan, and then you respond to the adhan, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, then you repeat all the words you repeat, Hayya ala salah, Hayya ala falah, for Hayya you say Hawqalatain, so for that you say la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah hayya ala salat hayya al falah that you merge the two what you call this maulana zaid khan damal barakatuhum in balagha taghlib hay alatain you make one predominant over the other and then you read hawqalatain so la hawla wa la quwwata quran says wali abawayhi 
وَلِأَبَوَيْهِ Allah is making the father غَالِب over the mother. So remember for the parents. So this law is famous, مَشْرِقِينَ مَغْرِبَينَ in the Quran. So you call that, you must remember the غَالِب. So that is what we should understand here as well, that in a case like this, you just wait for one adhan and then you give the reply and read the dua and then you read your salat. For the men, they must go read salat. You must remember wherever is convenient for them, provided the imam also is a good imam. Not imam who closed the masjid, imam is on TV, imam can't even say Shias or kuffar. So rather go to other masjid when you got options and all that. And remember, Quran is teaching us a law, the masjidun usisa ala taqwa min awwali yawmin. So remember that the old masajid are better that you get greater reward to read compared to the new masajid. I feel it myself, you will feel it. Our masjid in Heidelberg is the second oldest masjid in Transvaal. Oldest masjid in, in, in South Africa is there, Oval Masjid, Oval, 1794 in Burkap in Cape Town. And then you have the other masjid. You're going to tell oldest masjid, the Javeri family. Maimon is Johari, but our Maimon people, they change it. So they build the Jumma Masjid, the Grey Street Masjid. So that is oldest masjid there. Then here, Transvaal, you come, oldest masjid is Kirk Street Masjid. You see, it's run under Mias Farm. So I remember that one day I told them here that our brother, he passed away, Iqbal Varacha, he was in charge here. Now his brothers are in charge. So I told him, make a plan, I want to go to Kirk Street Masjid. So he said, no problems. He told me, for example, the last week or so, that you must go. I just give an example now. Many years ago, so 10, 12, 15 years ago. So I went. So I delivered the lecture, made the khutbah, made salat, everything finished, this, that. So Mona Ibrahim Mia was there. Now Mona Ibrahim Mia is a big person, you know, very handsome, green, green eyes. He had no children also. So you must remember, he came and shook my hand. He said, Bodacha, everything good, but one thing is missing. So I said, now what mistake Maulana is going to take out? You know, you look at Maulana, he had a lot of rob also. Very, <laughs> he was a good alim also. So you must remember that they were in charge of the Jamiyat. You must, that time things were all running straight and all that. No, all the zigzag business. So from Yas Farm and all that. So cut long story, you must remember short. So he told me that, as to Jumma hai, apki pagri kaha hai. Now, then why you don't have turban on? I said, bilkul sahi farmaya. So that is right. You must wear turban and all that. Special occasion, you know, Friday, Eid, all that. So then, so told me like that. I won't forget that, you see. So that's the oldest masjid. Then Heidelberg is the second oldest masjid, you see. So now, when I have a choice, you know, choice meaning now when I come there, I want to go to the old masjid, over 100 years old, or must I go to the new masjid? I'd rather prefer going to the old masjid. Then you will find that in those days when they built the masjid, every cent, every rain, pound in those days was halal, tayyib, and so. So much more ruhaniyat than that. In our new masjid is more and more gadgets. Which kind air condition, which kind lights, which kind musallas, which kind dust. So the whole emphasis is on the aesthetics. You understand? Aesthetics, the beauty of the masjid. So asal khubi masjid ki musallah nahi. 
اصل خوبی مسجد کی مسولی ہے The real beauty of the masjid is not your lights and your carpets and your gadgets and your aircon and what and what things they're doing today. So they only speak of 20, 30, 50, 100 million nowadays, you know. So I went to a place recently, they told me they want to put a masjid 50 million, 40 million, you know. So I just kept quiet. I said, no sense telling them because they already made up their mind. But I told that imam, you know, and I said, see this, you must speak to them. It's all, and it's hadith, la taqumu sa'a hatta yatabaha nasu fil masajid. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Qiyamat will not come until and unless people show off regarding their masajid and so forth. Everything which is in Quran Sharif is wahi, 100% is going to happen. Whether we understand it or it's supralogical beyond our understanding because of our puny little brains and small understanding. And in Sunnah Mubarakah, so you must see what is there, 100% what is authentic is going to happen. There's no doubt about it. So that is what we must understand. Mufti Sahib, a listener says, I see in many masajid as well that people, they are putting the 99 names just in front of the musalli on the wall in front. Is this permissible? It is permissible, but not desirable and meritorious because when you come up from Ruku, all that, you will see it and so forth. And even just like that, you are bound to start looking at it so it will distract you and so forth. You want to put put on the sides and so forth, not in front of the muswellis, and don't put at the back. That also is disrespectful. Quran Sharif teaches us Surah 22, Surah Al-Hajj, and then the verse teaches us, وَمَن يُعَذِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ So you must remember that when a person shows respect, reverence to the landmarks and symbols of all Allah, that is the sign that that person has got taqwa and true piety. So it shows that we shouldn't put it in front and we shouldn't, we must remember, put it at the back. Why at the back is bare at be and disrespectful and front it is a distraction and so forth. So put on the side, mashallah, if you want to. And the most important thing is for us to read it daily. And for us, you must remember that what we should do, that we should be trying to heart it and so forth. So that is what we should be doing. Not the other way around. We just put it there for beauty's sake and so forth. And nobody reads it. Or nobody, you must remember, is interested in that. So that is wrong. So all Allah has spoken of this, you must remember, in Surah. 22 and that is surah hajj and verse 32 so very easy reference 22 surah and 32 ayat number and the hadith teaches us you must remember sahih ibn khuzayma sahih hadith it is authentic man tafala tujah al-qibla who spits and so forth in the direction of the Qibla, then that saliva spit will be on your forehead, between your eyes, you see, to humiliate the person. The Shair, Quran, Sunnah, Shair, the poet says, No one will be successful except the person who learn adab and respect. 
وَمَا سَقَتَ مَنْ سَقَتَ إِلَّا بِسُوءِ الْأَدَبِ And no one will be a disaster, a failure, except because of his bare adab and his disrespect and so forth. So we will say it's jai'is, but it's not something meritorious, virtuous, desirable, because it distracts your attention. And what Quran says, chapter so 23 and the beginning of the 18th Jews, 18th Supara. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ That's ayat number one of chapter 23, the beginning of the 18th supara. Indeed, definitely, surely, the true believers are successful. After that iman, then what is the quality? أَلَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ They perform their salat with devotion, concentration. So anything that distracts you, remember that that is not good, so you must remember that. So therefore, even to have so many designs and patterns and all that on the musalla, one day Sheikh Hosefi was walking. Uh, Then, there in Medina, no police, nothing. I went, Salaamu Alaikum, Sheikh, this, that. So I said, Sheikh, lo samaht. Lo samaht is for respect, you say. If you kindly oblige, you know. Uh, in this while, I got the question. So he said, Tafaddal, Tafaddal. I said, Sheikh, because I know he won't just answer. So I said, Sheikh, you Imam here in Masjid Nabawi, Akthar min arba'ina sana, or akal min arba'ina ama. You see that? He said, yeah, utruka adal kalam, leave it, leave it, leave it. So then he told me, no, it is akal. So I said, okay, I know he's 38, 39 years. You understand? So this type of, but now he's over 40 years, alhamdulillah. Then I told him, I got a question. Now this, I just want to get that story out of the way. Then I told him I'm from South Africa and Abdul Qadir and all that. And he was very happy. He meets thousands of people, what they remember, everybody. So anyway, then I told him, Sheikh, this musallas we got here in Masjid Nabawi. Is it really right to have such musallas? It's got so much design and pattern and all these type of things. Yeah, yeah, lion by last thing is your Jews and us and all these type of things. So they forced to say these kind of things because if you must they're going to say it's not permissible, does that today people just record them and whatever they won't even know, you know. So that they become a big thing, they'll get fired, suspended, lot of stories. So I'm telling you is is but I'm speaking about is it desirable? It's not desirable, remember that. We must keep everything simple, not come and put things that world, you understand? See another masla, one masla, you know. Money makes money, words makes words. See masla. Then we'll go for a break. You are now in Makkah Mukarrama, right? So now when you are reading Salat, where must your gaze be? Must your gaze be on the Kaaba or must your gaze be down where you are making sujood, mawda is sujood? That's the question. Imam Malik says you must look at the Kaaba. So we ask Imam Malik, how can we look at the Kaaba when we're reading Salat? He said, Quran said that. Say, Subhanallah, Imam Malik, where Quran said? He said, فَوَلِّ وَجْهَكَ شَطْرَ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ So he translated it, you must face the Kaaba and look at the Kaaba also. You see? So Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, and them, they say, no, no, no. You look at the Kaaba, you're Jews, it's But Sunnah even there is what you do, you keep your gaze down, not you look at the Kaaba. So when I used to go and so forth, then, you know, that time we had a lot of energy also. So like Ramadan time, other time, Majid is packed. So we look for a nice place because Salat is long, two hours, three hours like that. And you take that, Qiyamul Layl and all that. So it's long, Masha. 
So we get in right on top. You must remember where the railings are, right on top. And then when you come up from Ruku, Samiyallahu liman hamida. Then the Imam that Muazzin will say, Rabbana walakalhamd. So that time when you just look at the Kaaba and you see all the Sufuf Hawl al Kaaba, it is what you will say, Manzarun Bahijun, a magnificent view, bird's eye view, aerial view, you must remember that. But that is when you are coming up from Ruku and so it's no problem. But when you are reading and you in Qiyam and that, so you should keep your gaze down. Even there the Kaaba. That is more for concentration. But if you look at the Kaaba Musharraf, it's permissible. Imam Malik alone says it is better and so forth. So the Masla I'm explaining is this because you asked about Asmaullah al Husna. So remember is this that we must wouldn't put on the front, put on the sides and that and not at the back as I explained to you. Muftisab, a person says that um, I'm amazed at Muftisab's memory. Anyone traveling with Muftisab will never get bored. Muftisab has a lifetime of very interesting life stories to share, alhamdulillah. Another person is commenting and saying that, will we ever get those days where we return to Masjid al-Haram, where we can enjoy those moments of taraweeh and the rest? The best taraweeh was seen and sheen. You must remember in Allah's Fazl, I was there. 92, 93, right up to 99, that's seven, eight years, you must remember, only Sudeis and Shuraim used to make. And that time Sudeis was in his prime, you must remember that. It was Fahad, you must remember, initially, and then, you know. So remember, he gave him permission. The duas is to make for Aqsa. The duas is to make against the Jutlas. Allahumma j'alhum kiradatan khasi'een and words like that, you must remember. Allahumma akhruj, Allahumma akhrijhum min al-Majjid al-Aqsa adhillatan sahirin. Allahumma j'alhu shamikha. So... The whole one million people, everybody crying. But now today, halat change and that. They play to the to the rulers, you know, and what they say and lot of stories. So that was the best, best Tarawi. Alhamdulillah, 74, we read Tarawi also. So what Sheikh Hulayfi and all of them. But no one could touch these two. And that time, they never had this four imams, six imams business and that. They used to read 20 rakats, 10, 10, you must remember. And then they used to read Qiyamul Layl, 6 and 4, you understand? One night he read 6 and then 4, and the other night he read 4 and he read 6 and that. But Sudeis was always there for the dua, the odd nights and all that, you must remember that. And those duas we can never ever forget. So that was the best. Will it come back? Inshallah, we, we must make dua. Allah give this MBS Murtad bin Shaitan Hidayat, or Allah give him death, and that will be a big favor. That as long as this harami and murtad is there, things are very difficult. Instead of getting better, it's just getting worse and worse. Allah Ta'ala protect the haramain sharifain. And Allah Ta'ala protect, you must remember, Masjidul Aqsa and all our masajid. Jazakumullah khairan. We'll meet our listeners after the break. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Mufti Sahab, a person says, yesterday I heard Mufti Sahab's Kirpuri answer yesterday. I have a family, they've invited me. Will I be breaking family ties if I go? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. This whole Kirpuri business, we need to go into a little bit background. 
Then you will understand. Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, was born in the year 80, Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, passed away in the year 150, okay? So he was 70 years old when he passed away. So Imam, if you want to say Imam, the Shias use, so we normally will say Hazrat Jafar Sadiq. So he was not Sahabi, he was Tabi'i. Imam Wanifa also was Tabi'i. So Hazrat Jafar Sadiq, Rahimahullah, was born, you must remember, in the year 83. And he was born on the 17th Rabiul Awal. So 17, 17th Rabiul Awal, 83. So he was born after Imam Abu Hanifa. And he passed away on 25th Shawwal, 148. So it means that he passed away, you must remember, that before Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah. Okay? So we should remember that as well. So you see that he lived for about 63, 64 years like that. So you must remember, so now we are in which month now? We are in Rajab. So that month of Rajab is not his Milad also, it's not his honorable birth, it's not his Wafat also. So why only on 22nd Rajab you want to have Chirpuri? Why? Whenever we do an action, we must prove it. So you want to claim something, so substantiate, corroborate, bring some evidence. Bring some evidence from Quran Sharif. Bring some evidence from Sunnah Mubarakah. Bring some evidence from Fatawa of Sahaba. Bring some, you understand, verdict of the Imma Arba'a four schools. Where is the Laysa? For Laysa. When you can't prove it from Quran, you can't prove it from Sunnah Mubarakah, you can't prove it from the Sahaba, you can't note one person in the world can tell me, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, or Imam Malik, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal said, you must make Kirpuri Fatiha. Yes, this Mawlana said, that one Sheikh, that got no Dalil in Islam. That is just an opinion. So it doesn't not worth the paper on which is written then. So we must be very clear. So what is the real reason? That is our point we must understand. When you study the Khulafai Rashidin, so you the Shias, Pakka, Kufar, and you must remember enemies of Sahaba, Quran, Karim states, you must see this jewel, Lataifut Tafsir, chapter, 90, chapter 9, Surah 9, verse 100, chapter 9, verse 100, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُحَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ Who must you follow? You must follow Allah Jalla Wala's commandments. You must follow Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You must follow the Sahaba, the Muhajirin and Ansar, the first and foremost. وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ And those who follow them, how sincerely, and they fulfill their duty with beauty, like Amir Muawiyah radiallahu like Khalid bin Walid radiallahu they all embrace Islam in the latter stages, during the time of Nabi alayhi salam, in the eighth year of the Hijrah. وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ So for all of them, Allah is saying, Radiallahu anhum wa radu an that Allah is pleased with them. They are pleased with Allah. And what Allah says, Wa Addalahum Jannatin Tajri and Allah Ta'ala has prepared for them Jannat in the gardens. And beneath those gardens, Tajri Tahtahal Anahar, the rivulets and the streams are flowing, flowing. Go read everywhere else in the Quran Sharif. You will find Jannat in Tajri Min Tahti Al Anhar. Min is mentioned. Min Tabizia. 
some rivers and some uh, streams and that are flowing for sahaba Allah didn't use mint you got the glory the beauty hmm. of Quran jannatin tajri tahtahal anha all the streams all the rivers will flow for them hmm. that is the rank the maqam of the sahaba radiyallahu anhum waraduan so jannatin tajri tahtal anharu khalidina fiha zalika wal fawzul azim so that is the supreme success chapter 9 verse 100 so see that there now these kuffar shias they curse and they swear Sayyidina Bakr they curse and they swear Sayyidina Umar they curse and they swear Sayyidina Usman when it comes to Amir Muawiyah radiallahu an they curse his whole family they say Muawiyah radiallahu anhu is non-Muslim they say Muawiyah radiallahu anhu's father Abu Sufyan is non-Muslim they say Muawiyah radiallahu anhu's mother Hinda is non-Muslim they say you must remember Muawiyah radiallahu anhu's children are non-Muslim you, you see that that's what hmm. you call bogus that's what you call hatred of the highest degree you must remember that people who are Sahaba and you speak of them like this so the day Amir and then now when we trap the Shias up, you must remember they don't know how to answer this. So I say on two issues I catch them out. You understand? This is not some fairy tales. We speak with evidence, you must remember that. So you must remember this this hadith is in Bukhari Sharif. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam delivering advice to Sahaba. And then Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu an. Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha's nikah, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anha's nikah took place in the second year of the hijrah. Go open Musannaf Abdul Razak. You will find he speaks of the Badr, uh, Ma'arika Badr, the Battle of Badr. And then he speaks about Tazwija Fatima, how Fatima radiallahu anha's nikah and that took place. So that is the correct tertip, the 17th year of Ramadan, 17th of Ramadan, Friday, second year after Hijrah, Battle of Badr took place. And after that, that same Ramadan, her nikah, Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anha's nikah took place too, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anha, third year, Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anha, his Milad Mubarak took place, his honorable birth, and fourth year, Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anha, and eleventh year, Nabi alayhi demise took place, so they were eight years, seven years old, Respectively. So they were very, very young. Obviously, they're not Balik. So Mustafa sallallahu looks at his ship to his Nawasa, his beloved grandson, and says, Inna bnihada sayyidun, that this grandson of mine is a leader. La Allah ayusliha bihi muslimin. Allah will use him to bring about reconciliation between the two groups of the Ummah. So Sayyidina Ali became the Khalifa. Amir Muawiyah knows that he's entitled, but he's saying that the murderers of Sayyidina Usman, they must be dealt with immediately. We can't leave them scot-free and so forth. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said, I will do it, but let me establish my government first. And so both parties had their dalail and evidence. So cut long story short, then Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu is martyred on 17th Ramadan, the 40th year of the Hijrah, and then Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu becomes the Khalifa for six months. Now what Nabi salam said, in Medina, so it bears fruition and becomes a reality in the year 41. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu resigns and hands over the mantle of leadership to Amir Muawiyah. 
Allah forbid, Allah forbid if Amir Muawiyah is non-Muslim, if Amir Muawiyah was responsible for the murder of Sayyidina Ali, if Sayyidina Ali, he was a, he, he hated Sayyidina he, Fatima or hated Sayyidina Ali or somebody, or their will any person in his right mind how will you reconcile this that he Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu anhu resigns and hands over the Khilafat to whom? To him, Amir Muawiyah. Amir Muawiyah rules this Ummah from the year 41. Amul Jama'ah, one Khalifa, one Amirul Mu'minin, one leader for almost 20 years. From the year 41, right till the year 16, 19 years and a few months and let's say almost 20 years. So you must remember that. And everybody agreed he's the Khalifa. Now you come and tell us this man is non-Muslim and so forth. Now who, who must we believe? So you must remember that. So that are the Shias. So when he, Amir Muawiyah, passed away on 22nd Rajab, the year 60, so they concocted this. And now what they said, Kirpuri and make Fatiha for Jafar Sadiq. But Jafar Sadiq's Milad Mubarak took place in Rabiul Awal and his demise took place in 25th Shawwal. So you got nothing to do with Rajab. So you must remember, you want to speak, speak with evidence. Then they are dead. They say, Yazid, don't speak about him. But when Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anhu went and he passed away in Turkey, who was the Amir of that expedition? Yazid was the Amir. And he, Abu Ayyub Ansari, Sahabi, remember, made wasiyah and said, Yazid, Sayyidina Hassan was there, Sayyidina Hussein was there, great, great Sahaba were there in that campaign. And you must remember that, yet he, Abu Ayyub Ansari, said, Yazid must perform my Sadhul Janazah. Go open Al-Bidaya wa Nihaya. Go open the profile. Go open Al-Asida Asamawiya and that of Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haqsab and see. So when you speak, you must speak with Haqqaiq. Speak with Dalail and evidence. Don't come with your emotional fairy tale talk and Shia kitabs and all that. So all Shia propaganda. Shia propaganda has entered our kitabs. Some tafsir kitabs also. Some ahadith commentaries also. And some fiqhi masail also. I give you an easy example. So many of our books got there. They say Qiyamat will come on a Friday, 10th Muharram. Friday is right, 100%. 10th Muharram is a fairy tale. That comes from the Shias, you see. So this is how they infiltrate, you must remember. So we must sift out, you must remember. So in Islam, this whole Kirpuri business, and to have it, and there's all haram, is all bid'ah, got nothing to do with Islam, is a Shia custom, and Shia the Pakka Kufar, remember that. And if you don't believe in that, then tomorrow you might wake up with Khomeini and them la'anatullahi alayhim. So be very clear about these type of issues. Our aim here is not to carry favor with people. Our aim is to teach the Ummah what is deen, what is Sharia in its pristine purity. May all may Allah Jalla give us tawfiq to understand our deen, Allah Basira, that with Dalail and evidence and not just follow the Pied Piper and have sheep mentality, that is not deen. Wonderful, wonderful programs coming up. Allah Jalla make it easy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are.